0: There we go. Uh, This morning we want to talk about uh, what it means or what it looks like in our hearts and in our lives to have a miracle year. A couple weeks ago kind of laid out uh, what God had impressed in my heart uh, for us as a body of believers, for us as individuals, that God was truly uh, giving us a miracle year and just believing for that in our hearts and in our lives. And Uh, And what that means is, you know, when we look at Scripture, we see signs and wonders kind of riddled throughout from Genesis to Revelation. And we know that Hebrews 13.8 says that God is the same yesterday as he is today, as he is forever. And then we know that Jesus encouraged his disciples. He said, man, you'll see even greater things than what we're experiencing now if we only believe. And we, so we know that God is interested in, in providing in, in supernatural ways. We talked about uh, how miracles happen in three different ways. Through our brokenness first. We looked at Psalm 51 in, in David's uh, confession and his prayer after he had been caught, uh, in, in uh, not only in adultery, but in murder. And he says to God in this uh, great Psalm, Psalm 51, he says, "'Free me from this blood guilt.'" The guilt was about to kill him, and, and it was, it was uh, just uh, going crazy, the guilt was. And he said, you know, uh, free me from this. He says, you don't desire sacrifice. He didn't want God, he didn't, God did not want David to pray more or to sing more or to read, his, read the scrolls more. What he desired was a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And so out of that brokenness, there's miracles that come in our lives. We also talked about the miracles follow being at a place of desperation for God to move. Desperation, like the woman who had the issue of blood in the New Testament, and she pushed herself through the crowd, and uh, just people were everywhere. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be healed. And out of that desperation, she knew that she wasn't even supposed to even be in the crowd. She wasn't supposed to be touched, but she worked her way through, and she touched the hem of the garment out of desperation, and God provided a miracle in her heart, in her life, healed her instantly. In fact, Jesus looked around and said, who touched me? And the disciples were like, what are you talking about? There's people everywhere. But Jesus knew that power had left him into this woman. Pretty awesome. The third way that we see miracles is through expectation, faith. Another story with Jesus going uh, through, uh, through the town, a, a centurion leader came and said, Look, my son is sick. He's, he's dying. And, and Jesus said, Well, let, you know, let's go. And the, the faith of the centurion said, Look, I know that you can heal him by just a word. And Jesus replied to him. He said, Man, your faith I haven't seen in anyone Uh, like this. And he responded. And at that moment, his son was healed. And so we know that God is a miracle-working God. Signs and wonders didn't stop with the first disciples. We see signs and wonders even today. And what I want to look at and kind of unpack for us is this idea of miracles and how it relates to our mission as a church. When we consider our mission, we've talked about this, is that we are a spirit-filled church desiring to be committed to connecting the lakeshore with God, with each other, and with the world. We're connecting people with God. And today we're going to look at the miracles that happen when we are in the presence of God. So we're going to take that first piece, the connecting with God and looking at that, building through the Word and how God wants to do the miraculous and how the presence of God in our lives is a breeding ground for God to do the supernatural. When I consider this, and, uh, and I've been preparing and asking God to move this week, I knew that God wanted to do something special. Um, I was thinking about seasons in my life, looking back over the years, where I can see uh, there were times in my life, seasons where I had more intimacy with God than at other times. And I would just encourage you just for a second to reflect, say, man, what about me? You know, today, do I love God more? Am I more intimate with God right now than I ever have been? Or were there times in my life that I, there was greater intimacy than others? I can remember back in high school, and I know this is unusual, but uh, the group of students that, that I went to high school with, not in high school, but more in my church, we, would, we did this thing just kind of out of spontaneity. We said, hey, let's get together Friday nights, bring our guitars. And we used to do this thing. We called it the upper room. And we'd meet in garages and, and just different places. And we'd play and we'd worship for hours, asking God just to touch us. And I can remember those times, how important those times were in my life. I remember there's times in my life where I, I committed to get up early. In fact, for s- several different times in my life, I committed to get up, set my alarm for 5 o'clock and spend a couple hours with the Lord. And, uh, and I don't do that at this, at this moment, but, but those were times where, where there was great intimacy with God. I remember times in my life where I've prayed through the night, where I didn't fall asleep. In fact, one of those times, I think I've mentioned before, uh, I was uh, very interested in Jessica. In fact, I thought that we were supposed to be married. But God, on a Sunday night service, started impressing my heart that I needed to give a year without any relationships. And I remember struggling. And I I knew I had a, a test the next morning that I needed to study for, and I needed to sleep. But I just couldn't fall asleep. I was praying, asking God. I remember praying through the night. The next day, I called Jessica after school because she lived a couple hours away and said, hey, this is what I feel God's telling me to do. We need to take a year off, and and you're free to do what you want, but I need to give a year to the Lord without any relationships. And I remember that in that time, there was great intimacy with God. And I consider my desire even this morning saying, man, where is my desire for the presence of God? What's important to me? One other time, I just want to share uh, about the the miracles that come out of the presence of God. Um, I was a children's pastor for eight and a half years. In fact, last week, we went back to Dayton, Ohio. I don't know if you guys heard, but I went back and preached and uh, just uh, did a weekend of ministry. It was a great time. But when I was there in Dayton, Ohio, there was something called Up in the Air for Kids where children's pastors across the the nation were going to live on a billboard for eight days to raise money for BGMC. And I was one of the children's pastors that was kind of selected, and and, uh, we were hitting uh, door after door after door. But I knew that God wanted us to do this in my spirit, and I just could not let it go. And uh, we said, we, we heard, no, 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 no. It's not going to work. The, the company was just saying, uh, saying, no, we can't do it. The liability is too great. And I remember asking the person uh, the, at the top of the office in, for Lamar Advertising in Dayton, Ohio. I said, who could, who could authorize or make you let me do this? And he said, well, you could call Atlanta. <laughs> and I said, would you mind? if I called your superior and asked him if he would allow you to do this, give you special permission. And uh, I made a call. He said, sure. And he's thinking, there's no way. And uh, we made the call. The guy, he said, hey, give me a couple hours to think about it. I'll call you by three. And for two and a half hours, I was on my knees in my office with my door closed, in the presence of God, saying, God, I, we need a miracle. We need, we need a breakthrough. I know this is your heart. The guy called back and said, all right. <laughs> he said, but every person that's on that billboard has to have, go through our entire training. And we were, we were like four weeks away at that point. And uh, they had, what had happened, So uh, the urgency was that they, had, they originally had said, yeah, no problem, they had change in leadership in the Dayton office, and the new guy said, "There's no way a month out," and he's and uh, and so we had to go through all their training, and, and uh, it was a miracle. We ended up raising about sixty thousand dollars for BGMC, and it was just neat. The miracle as we were on our knees and praying and asking God for a miracle, you know, last or two weeks ago when I kind of unveiled this idea of a miracle year, uh, Steve Levex. Brother was in our service. He's a pastor in Temperance, and many of you were a part of the uh, memorial service. And I just want to say thank you for the way you guys uh, reached out. In fact, last week you, we took an offering for the Leveck family, and I just want to report just under three thousand dollars came in to bless the Levecks, and uh, you guys blessed him or blessed them. And uh, what was neat is when we delivered the check, uh, Darlene said, you know. Um, With the amount of the check that we gave, with the amount that had been given from Steve's business friends and different people that had donated, they were able to catch up on all of their bills 100%, including paying off the cost for the funeral. And God performed a miracle through you guys. And, uh, the, the collective effort of those that were giving. And it was just supernatural. But anyway, Nate, uh, Steve's brother, was here. And after service, we were talking about a miracle year. He said, hey, good job. But he, he kind of uh, he, he grabbed me and he pulled me close. And he said, he said, Ben, I've never taken a risk that I knew was God that I regretted, where God didn't meet the need. And it was like, whoa, it was like an electric shock. And I'm saying, okay, and, uh, and I want to be obedient in that. And, uh, and just knowing that we can, when, God, when it's God, we can put him on the line and God will come through miraculously. Amen? Amen. Well, I want us to consider the season that we're in. Where is our desire? Where is your desire with this idea of connecting with God? or being in his presence. And when I talk about being in his presence, I, I'm talking about being in God's word because when you read God's word, it's revelation, knowledge, putting right into, into us. I'm talking about spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, asking God for his anointing to just flood us. What is our desire? What season are we in at this moment? Where, what season are you in? when you reflect on where you are, were there times in your life where there was greater intimacy with God? And if there were, I want to encourage you, what has kept you from pursuing everything that God has for you? Certainly sin will keep us, will separate us from God. There's distractions in life, of course, whether it's the busyness of life or maybe it's our school, our study. Uh, say, saying, man, I'm just giving myself here and, and I just don't have time for the presence of God. Or maybe it's the pursuit of earning money or the, maybe financial pressure that's keeping you from God. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe you're saying, man, I'm so busy raising these kids, driving them from here to there and all, all around that I've, I've forgotten my time with the Lord. Or maybe it's your family or maybe even your wife or your spouse your, or your husband. You're saying, wow, man, I, I'm giving myself here. And, and when I've done that, I've, I've uh, let my relationship with the Lord slide where it's not as strong as it once was. Our jobs can do that, hobbies can do that, sports can do that. And all of a sudden, we realize in our lives, we look around, we're like, man, where are the signs and wonders? Where is God at work in my life? Where is the miraculous? Where are the miracles? And I want us to know, again, that it's in God's presence, in connecting with Him, that is the breeding ground for miracles to happen in our lives. Miracles. And we reflected on this a couple weeks ago, that miracles are for God's glory. It's not so we look good or so that that we can get ahead, but it's for God's glory. It's his desire. He cares about us and he wants to move in our lives. In fact, I believe that God is looking for people to work through. And we have to be willing to, to be say, God, I'm willing for you to use me for transformation in people's lives. And I believe it's in God's presence that our priorities are re- refined, that there's focus of need or of what is really important. It's in God's presence that we hear God's heart, and it's in God's presence that our faith is built up, so we can walk out what God wants for us. There are so many examples in Scripture. I pulled just a couple. When we consider David's life, and we kind of talked about David a couple weeks ago in his brokenness, but before that, before he was the king, uh, we knew that David was just a shepherd. But David had a relationship with the Lord. He had a strong connection with, with God. And he walked out to go give a meal for his brothers. And, uh, and we know the story. He comes in and, and he's coming into the camp and he sees out in the distance a giant, Goliath, saying, come on, send your best guy. One-on-one, we'll fight. And David's just kind of confused. He's saying, well, who's, you know, he's defiling our God. And uh, he says, I'll fight the giant. And everyone thought he was crazy but who's out of his relationship with God, knowing that God had worked in his life before, that he says, hey... I can go ahead confident and let God work through me. And of course, you know that David picked out five smooth stones. Have you ever wondered why he picked out five stones when it only took one? Yeah, me too. But anyway, I don't know. But anyway, he picks out, he he swings it around, and boom, the giant's down. He cuts off his head. Who would like to do that to the giant? Yeah, I mean, a teenage boy. I mean, can you imagine your son, Steve? I mean, you brought your son this morning to church. Can you imagine cutting some guy's head off at your age? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? I know you do it on video games. So you all do. And uh, it's, it's fun. But David, because of his relationship with God, had the faith to face Goliath. Daniel, another example. He said, nope, I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to serve God even if I'm thrown in the lion's den and of course, because of his relationship with the Lord, God protected him, closed the mouth of the lion. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You know, one person, you know, David, Daniel, you can say, okay, they're, they're out of control, okay? They're, I mean, they're like super believers, they're, they're in the relationship with God. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three guys, I, I would think if there were three, one of them would be like, well... Uh, Maybe we're not on the right path. You know, maybe it's not such a good idea. Let's just be quiet. Let's go in the closet. But no, all three, when they said bow down, all three continued to stand. And in the face of great persecution, these guys, their relationship with the Lord provided for them an incredible miracle, that they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And it was so hot that, the, that those that were throwing them into the furnace were burned and died but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego survived in that heat. They were brought out and, of course, transformed lives, and it was so neat. But they had spent time in the presence of God. You understand what I'm saying? They had spent time with God. You know, we fast forward to the New Testament. We look at Jesus' life, and, of course, we know that signs and wonders followed Jesus. But Jesus needed to spend time with his heavenly Father as well. I think it's a great picture for us that we need to pull away at times, to find rest, to find time. And Jesus prayed that God's will would be done. And Jesus needed to be refreshed. And you know what's interesting? Just a side note, Jesus, he modeled prayer and fasting. And I believe that as we pray and fast, there are some things that are only accomplished through prayer and fasting, Jesus said. And, uh, And Jesus modeled that for us. And then, of course, after Jesus ascended into heaven, the 120 disciples were in the upper room in Acts 2, praying, seeking God, and the miraculous happened. Not only did the Holy Spirit fall, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke in other tongues, but I think even the bigger miracle is that Peter, someone that was a, a coward, that it, uh, you know, that it ran, it had denied Christ. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, being in God's presence, Peter stood up that day and said, look, Jesus is the way. And 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord. A miracle. And God continued to do miraculous things through the disciples. And we talked about Stephen a couple weeks ago. And when I think about this, being in God's presence and you know, how important it is, I know that some of us uh, struggle uh, in different areas in our lives, but I want to say that one hour in God's presence is greater than a year of therapy with the with best counselor. And Matt, I know you're a counselor, and I know you do a lot of good things, but would you agree that sometimes one hour in the presence of God? Because it's in the presence of God that our sin is revealed before the Lord. And we can kind of say, God, just purify me, cleanse me. In the presence of God, there's healing, whether it's physical healing or relational healing. A few, a few months back, you may remember the service. Um, we, we had a service and there was, there was some uh, relational issues that were happening. And, and, um, and we talked about taking off our belts and, and uh, putting a belt around a few people and uh, saying, until you can get along, we're not letting you go. Do you remember that? And in the presence of God that morning, God healed some relationships just like that, which I think would have taken months if it would ever, ever happen. But in the presence of God, relationships were healed. It's in the presence of God that people give their hearts to the Lord. They rededicate their hearts to God. They, They do these things. And it's in the presence of God that God can get a hold of our priorities and he can kind of shape us and mold us into who he wants us to be. I want you to turn in your Bibles to, to 1 Corinthians. I want to look at a scripture here because I believe in the presence of God, it allows uh, when we're in God's presence, when we're connecting with God, there's room for the Holy Spirit to be active. And I want to just kind of encourage us. Uh, we talk about being a spirit filled uh, church committed to connecting the people of the lakeshore with God, with each other, with the world. When we say we're Spirit-filled, I want, to, I want you to know what we're talking about, how the Spirit moves in different ways. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 7, it says, Now to each one, manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge, that's two, to another faith by the same Spirit, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers, five. Number six, he, to another, prophecy. Distinguishing between spirits, seven. And then number eight, speaking in different tongues. And number nine, interpretation of tongues. The Holy Spirit works in all these different ways when we're in his presence, seeking him. If you turn back in your Bible to Romans chapter 12, it's an easy way to remember First Corinthians 12, Romans 12. They're both in, in the 12th chapter. Uh, Verse 6, it says, we have different gifts. Again, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, according to the grace given to us. Then here it says, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in the proportion of his faith. In, in proportion to his faith if it's serving to if it's teaching, let him teach. if it's encouraging, let him encourage if it's con, uh, contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's in leadership, let him govern diligently and if it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. These are gifts of the Spirit that I believe are active and powerful as we are in God's presence that God wants to use in and through us, where we are the conduit for God to work through us to see lives changed. It's not for our glory, not so we can be puffed up so we can look good, but it's so God can get glory and there can be transformed lives. And I believe it comes through a great connection with our Father. So this morning, I want you to consider, what is your desire What's your desire here at church when you come on a Sunday morning? Do you come expecting God to move? What about at home or when you're out about and uh, maybe at school or at home or on the job? When you look at your everyday, what is the desire of your heart? Is it to connect with God, fully connecting, expecting the miraculous? maybe through our own personal worship, through our time, through the way we spend our money. What are you believing for? Where's the need in your life? Where's the point in your life where you could say, man, I'm desperate? Or maybe where's the point in your life where you say, man, I need to be broken. There's there's things in my life that are keeping me from a, a true relationship with the Lord. Where are you what are you believing for? And I want to encourage you to do something. I'm going to encourage you to write down the need. Write it down. What are you believing for? What do you you need? What miracle in your life? Write it down. And I'm going to encourage you to keep that this year. Tuck it away. Share it with those you trust that can come alongside and pray with you. But treasure that desire for God to move in your life. Write it down. And then I want you to consider what is God asking from you? What is God asking from you? What is He desiring for you to do to take steps of faith? On Friday morning, I was at the Grand Haven Library. I study there on, on Friday mornings a lot of times. So they've got these little rooms that are super nice um, but private and so I'm the only one in the room and here there's you know too many distractions and as I was praying and just believing, studying um, wasn't really writing out my message at that point um, I felt like God gave me a word for us this morning and, uh, and I had already kind of shared with Dale that I wanted to do worship a little different starting with some praise and then uh, coming out of out of, worship, or out of the message and to have a time of worship together, which we're going to have plenty of time to do. And I had already shared some of that. But God, just quickened in my spirit. And, uh, and those of you that know me, that doesn't happen uh, all the time. That's not something that happens. But I wrote down this as a word for you, for me. I wrote down that God wants to meet with you Today, you say, "Well, doesn't He always want to meet with us?" And I, I kind of said that, and I'm like, "Well, all right, you know, okay, God." But I just want to say it with some emphasis, <laughs> and with with uh, with some expectancy, and with some desperation, and with some brokenness that God wants to meet you today. You're not here by accident. You're not here because your family's here. You're not here for lunch afterwards. God is desiring to meet with you to transform your life and to see miracles happen even this morning in hearts and in lives, in relationships. I believe God is heal, wants to heal. We've, uh, uh, some of you know that these uh, oil... Containers had either gone dry or we've used it all. Um, we've, we've filled these and we're going to pray and we're going to you know, believe God. We'll anoint with oil if, if uh, there's people sick. But we're wanting God to move this morning in our hearts and in our lives. I want you to turn in your Bibles to a, a really cool verse Psalm chapter uh, 34. Psalm 34. And then we're going to do something together here um, that, will, uh, that I think you'll enjoy. For those of you that have a Bible, I want you to, uh, to turn to Psalm 34, but I want everybody here to uh, look underneath your chair, if you didn't notice, and hopefully you didn't eat it already. Um, <laughs> there's a piece of chocolate underneath each of our chairs. And I want you to take the chocolate, and I want you to look in Scripture, okay, and uh let's get some chocolate Dale. If you could help me out, get the guys in the booth chocolate. I didn't I don't know if they already got one or not, but let's make sure that they get one. All right. And then I want us uh I want us to stand together. All right? And worship team, uh this is your cue. Like we talked about <laughs> God wants to meet with you this morning. Psalm 34, verse 8, all right? Psalm 34, verse 8 says this. It says, "'Taste and see that the Lord is good.'" Let's say that together. It's a simple verse to memorize. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All right, say it again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Jessica this week, she's doing this coupon thing, and I know some of you guys are into coupons. At Walmart, they had these on sale for $3 per package, all right? All right. And, if you, and then she had this coupon that if she bought three packages, she'd get so much off. And, and just she got a really good deal on these little candies. And she brought them home. And, uh, and, she, and we we're like, I'm like, man, that's not what we need. I just met with Pam this week. And, uh, and uh, she's saying, I'm not going to tell you how much overweight I am because I'm embarrassed. No, not really. But was, you know, Pam was saying, hey, you, know, you, got, you got this. And these are the things you need. And I'm thinking, oh, man. Well, I opened up one of these chocolates, okay. And uh, there's something special about this chocolate. It's the description says it's milk chocolate with a smooth. Uh, oh, what? Is, grab it out of the garbage right behind you there. What, what it says? It says something, and it's what? What does it say? Milk chocolate with a what? melt away yes you know you you find it there with a melt away center alright so I want you to do something with me I want you to unwrap your chocolate and then let's eat a chocolate together this is kind of like communion (laughs) alright like bite into it once and then just let it melt away alright
1: mmm mmm mmm
0: Just enjoy it. Take your time. We got all morning. I'm one that likes to eat dessert before meals. (laughs) This is kind of like a dessert. All right, so I opened up the chocolate. Now, I know, hopefully all of you guys like chocolate. I opened up the chocolate, and I was hooked. My desire at that moment was to eat the entire bag of these Bliss Hershey chocolate candy bars. Anybody relate with me? (laughs) Yeah. My desire, because I had tasted what was good, I desired more of that. Now, I didn't eat the whole bag, but I did eat a handful. In fact, I was encouraged to say when I stopped by Walmart this morning to pick these up, that a serving size is six. And so <laughs> I won't tell you how many servings I had. I didn't eat the whole bag, but I had a bunch of these chocolates because I had tasted a little bit. And God, not God, my desires, probably my sinful desires, I wanted more at that moment. But I want you to see something with me this morning. The word of God says to taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you can taste what the presence of God is like in your life and the miracles that can come out of that, I believe that we will desire that more individually and even corporately. And so this morning I asked the worship team to lead us in worship and to just so we can taste the presence of God this morning together. And we've got plenty of time before lunch. And we're going we're to sing a few songs and just seek the Lord. You may want to find a place to worship. You can sit down. You can stand up. You can move around. It doesn't matter. But I want you to just enjoy the presence of God through worship. And then I'm going to come and I've got a few more challenges for us to consider. And we're going to pray and we're going to anoint with oil this morning and ask God to move. But before we do that, you can just kind of kill the, uh, the, the main lights and just kind of provide an opportunity. Yeah. For let's just go after everything that God would have for us this morning. Amen? Amen. Let's lift our hands. And let's worship the Lord this morning together. Hallelujah, Lord!
2: We worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, God. Hallelujah! You have won the victory. Hallelujah! Sing. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. You have won it all. And you have, you have won, won it all for me. One more time, sing it. Lord, and you have won And King Lord, we worship you, Lord. We praise your holy, holy name, Father. We honor you, we glorify you, we worship you. Sing to Him, come on. We worship you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name, Lord. You're worthy, you're worthy. We worship, we adore you, we magnify your name, God. You're worthy. This we desire your presence today, Lord, we desire you, we desire you, Lord. be in this place, be in this place, Lord, be in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. we worship you, we worship you. I praise you, I praise you. You have won it all for me, Lord. You have won yes. it all for me. Thank you, Lord. You have won it all for me. Hallelujah! Praise Your name. You have won it all for me. You have the victory. You have the victory, Lord. Sing, you have won it. you have won. It. You have won me. You have won it all for me. In your hands. You have won. It in you today, God, we have victory in Desperate. And I want just to be heard by you. And I pray that you won't remain silent. That you'll stand here beside me. My heart won't call out in vain. see you, Jesus, and I long just to hear your voice, and I need just to be near in your presence. is all. I want just to be heard by you. I pray that you won't remain silent, that you stand here beside me. My heart won't call out in vain. Jesus, and I long just to hear your voice, and I need just to be in your presence is all I want. voice, and I need just to be near you, in your presence is all I want, sing in your presence, in your presence is all I want, in your presence is all I want, Lord we're asking for your presence today. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of your people today. We bring the sacrifice of praise and worship to you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. Come on, church, put your hands in the air. Let's bring it to them right now. God, we worship you. We're waiting on you, Lord. We're waiting on you.
1: Waiting on you.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hearts open wide today, God. Holy Spirit, be in this place. Touch the hearts of your people, Lord. Lord, that we would hunger and thirst for your spirit, God. the water Now I'm waiting if you please We did not count on suffering And we did not count on pain Listen to that verse come on But if the blessings in the valley In the river, I will away Find me in the river. Find me there. Find me on my knees with my soul laid bare. And even though you've gone. Find me in the river. Just find me on my knees. I've walked against the water. Now I'm waiting, if you please. We've longed to see the roses. Never felt the thorns. Come on, bought our pretty crowns and never paid the price. Find me in the river, find me there, find me on my knees with my soul. So... Oh.
0: that I think is uh, very important for us uh, at this moment. Um, I I know that God, He calls us and draws us in different ways, but um, what we see at the altar right now are men of God seeking after Him. And uh, when I looked up and I just I want to challenge the men to lead the way in connecting with God, and this is a good place to be. I know some of you didn't move, and that's that's totally okay. I just want to I want you to know how important it is, men, to lead your homes and to stand up for righteousness. And for any of us this morning that thinks that we can make it through life with sin or with distraction, I just want to warn you that the Bible says that if there's a, even a hint of sin in your life, it's the difference between life and life. And eternal bliss, and life and eternal judgment. One sin. If you had two of these candy bars, no, I'm just kidding. One sin. But let me share with you for a second what God offers. What God offers to each and every one of us is for Him to clothe us with righteousness. So that when God looks at us, if we surrender our hearts to Him, He sees us as righteousness. Now, none of us deserve that. I certainly don't. but he's offering that this morning. To eliminate distractions, to eliminate the sin. With your head bowed and eyes closed this morning, please, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and there's sin in your life that is keeping you from a full connection with God, I want you to just slip up your hand this morning. And we're going to pray. Sure. Who else this morning? Just slip up your hand. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, who else? These are get their heart right with God this morning. You're away. From what I saw, there were five individuals that raised their hand this morning. And my guess is, is that there's others that if you're honest at this moment... You'd say, man, I once had an intimacy with God that was greater than what I have now. And I believe God is wanting you to taste His presence this morning. In just a moment, those five, I'm going to ask that you're going to respond and come forward and surrender at the altar. But I want to talk to you, to each, every one of us, about the distractions that can trip any of us up. Whether it's busyness, or school, or money, even our kids, our spouse, our family, certainly our jobs can, hobbies, sports. You fill in the blank, there are distractions that can keep us from spending the time we need in God's presence. And this morning, like I shared, God is wanting to meet you for you to taste and see that he's good. This morning, if your desire is to be in God's presence, not only at this moment, But as you move through life, on the job and at school, in the neighborhood, at home, I want you to slip up your hand as well and just say, that's me. I want to be in your presence. Yeah. Yeah. You can put your hand down. Anyone else saying, that's me. Don't miss. Don't miss me. For those that raised your hands as well, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to respond to this altar as well, just asking God to allow you to experience, to give you a taste of what heaven might be like, and I'm going to ask you to move at the same time as those that raised their hands as well to the first question. We're going to continue to worship. We're going to continue to, to seek the Lord. Two weeks ago, I had made a list of the miracles that I believe God is going to perform and already has and is going to continue to. But I believe that God wants to perform miracles, physical miracles in our body. I believe that God wants to do miracles of favor in our lives. That God wants to do miracles of finances in our lives. Miracles in relationships. Miracles that will come through open door opportunities to walk through. Miracles in Holy Spirit direction. That when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where God would use us in those ways. I believe God wants to do miracles of salvation, miracles of breakthrough, and miracles of broken generational sin in our midst. That we don't have to live the way our families lived. We don't have to struggle the way our family struggled. We don't have to be bound by the addiction that our family passed on. And as I've shared this with a few people, more than one, one of them being my mom, my mom emailed me back. I had emailed her some of this, just asking her to continue to pray for us. And uh, she said, record the miracles, write them down so so you don't forget. And I've started to do that, but I believe that even this morning that some of you are in need in some of these areas, and I believe God is wanting to move and to touch. So if you responded by raising your hand to the first question or to the second question or if you desire miracles, signs, and wonders to follow your life, not for your glory, but for God's glory, as we continue to sing, Dale, I'm going to ask that you would move and that you would find yourself here at the altar. And we're going to come through and we're going to ask, and some of the leaders, I want you to help me, and and we're going to pray. And and if there's a physical healing, we're going to stand on James 5. that says that you call the elders of the church and the prayer you anoint and the prayer of faith will heal the sick and we're going to believe together to do that and for those that need relational healing we're going to stand with you we're going to pray for breakthrough and if you need a miracle in finances we're going to pray that God would touch or a miracle of favor and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to move among us and if you needed salvation come get your miracle give your heart to the Lord this morning. And if you're struggling with generational sin, trust God that he can break that. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Impossible for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's move together.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Oh God, God. Myself the stronghold of my? For your beauty Surrounded by your love to be with you forever I just can't get enough I just can't get enough
0: presence God I pray that the desire of our heart would to be with you above anything else to be with you Lord I pray that we'd find ourselves challenged by your word we'd find ourselves seeking you in prayer That our lives would be lived in worship to you. God, I pray that you would move supernaturally. Supernaturally, God, through your people, God. And God, I pray that we worship you, we praise you. People would see less of us more of you, more of you Lord, more of you Jesus, more of you Lord, more of you God, more of you Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name, God. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand this morning. And before we transition, to spend some time in fellowship, Uh, let's just celebrate a little bit. And uh, there's a song we sang this morning, Let It Rise. And I believe that's exactly what is happening. And and, uh, let's just declare that together. And uh, you guys are on. Amen. Do it.
1: Lord rise among us, let the glory of the Lord rise.
0: you would bless us God and that you would keep us Lord go before us behind us and around us in Jesus wonderful name and God we pray for the food we'll eat here in a few moments Lord God that you would bless that and our time together in Jesus we ask these things for your glory for your honor in Jesus name amen amen Amen. Andy and Jen are in the back here just wave your hands real quick they're in charge of setting up you could ask them what to do If you want, you can start by stacking a few chairs. No more than five high. But we're going to transform this place here in a few moments. God bless you.